something else. Keep standing up always for your values. Keep loving your country. And one of the most important things, never, ever quit. Never quit. Then ask yourself, what imprint will you leave in the sands of history? What will future Americans say we did in our brief time right here on earth did we take risks did we dare to defy expectations did we challenge accepted wisdom and take on established 
systems. In my short time in Washington, I've seen firsthand how the system is broken. A small group of failed voices who think they know everything and understand everyone want to tell everybody else how to live and what to do and how to think. But you aren't going to let other people tell you what you believe, especially when you know that you're right. I know that each of you... of the His Harline podcast where we ignite independent and accurate thought, break the chains and shackles of mental bondage, challenge societal norms and traverse through the timeless teachings of our Heavenly Father. Join us as we liberate minds and embrace the power of the Great Awakening while embracing true sovereignty. Thank you for tuning into the His Hard Line podcast. And if you want to find more of our official social media accounts and find more shows like this, you can find all of that on hishardline.com. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at my side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He's at the helm, behind the wheel, in that captain's chair, steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters and this storm that we call life. So welcome to His Hard Line. Today's show is titled Targeted for Truth, Justice, and Freedom. And today's reading will be out of Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 16. Please be advised that I'm not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. And while I am a member of the Michigan General Jural Assembly in good lawful standing, I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly, and I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless it's in self-defense of me and my family. Please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational and entertainment purposes only. So hopefully... You have all gained some valuable knowledge and information and insight from the last three shows. Two of the most recent being a part one and part two of the reading of the Articles of Confederation and the show before that being the Initiate the Orders of We the People. All three good shows, all three good information. There's a lot of content actually in those shows and if you pay close attention in, to what's going on, it actually will become very applicable for the future. And when I say... The future, I mean the not-so-distant future. Very good stuff in there. 
So happy Sunday, everybody. I hope everybody is doing well. Every Sunday is a live show as I have restructured uh, the show over, you know, after the new year. And so we will have three recordings and typically one live show on Sunday. Every once in a while, I might, you know, get a wild hair and allow one of the recordings to go live uh, just randomly, but most of the time it's going to be mostly recordings just so I can keep myself on par with uh, time management. Uh, because again, that's most important to me and that's what I'm working on the most is time management. Now, oh, where do we want to begin? Where do I want to begin? Well, earlier this month on February 2nd, I posted something on Telegram that I'm not quite sure if many of you saw. Uh, I'll read it to you in case you missed it. Now, the post reads like this. Take this for a grain of salt. However, this is what I had discovered earlier today from someone at work. So there is a lady in our company who heads up our learning and development division at ABC Oil Company. Uh, today, and that, of course, no, that's not what it's really called. That's what I'm calling it. Because uh, I like to keep my my work life and my home life and my podcast life and assembly life all separate generally. Uh, continuing with the post, though, I said, Today I discovered she worked in the pharmaceutical industry for a company called Catalint. Catalint. She was a team leader slash team builder for that company back in 2020 when things started popping off with COVID around April slash May. She saw a military man in full uniform, uh, highly decorated, of course, and she recognized him from TV. That man that she saw was General John Hyten, who was the vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff from 2019 to 2021, starting under Commander-in-Chief Donald John Trump. Now, he, she said that he made zero eye contact with her as she and a superior co-worker walked by him. She asked a woman in the management role at Catalan what was going on and why someone at his level is here. All she could say to her was, and I quote, shit's about to get real, end quote. And since then has learned much more that she couldn't say. That said, she was the, uh, was the first of 500 people to get let go for no reason. And the company went from 4,800 or so to about 1,200 today, as far as she knows. And it's a fairly small and newer company in the industry. Now, she said that she has heard the same thing happen in other pharmaceutical companies. And she was very reserved and held back much from my assessment. She even said that she wasn't able to say much. Again, take it for a grain of salt, but I find that very interesting. And I've heard similar accounts of financial institutions as well. That is unverifiable by me. However, um, I feel like there should have been more to that post. I might have accidentally cut it off. But anyways, but that's the gist of it. So basically, this lady that is, works at the company that I work at, again, just to recap, worked at Catalan, and she saw this General John Hyten who is basically uh, <laughs> pretty much a pretty important man in, in, in the DOD and in the military, all right? Vice president of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, okay? Um, Catalan's a very small company, not very big at all. So um, we can only speculate what happened there, all right? We have no idea what he was doing there. For all we know, he could have been visiting a, a cousin, just popping in to say hi, cuz. I don't know. We don't know. 
But generally speaking, if you're in a, uh, you know, in that kind of position, you're, you're, you're there to do some business, right? You're there to do some business. So, um, find that kind of interesting and noteworthy, but you know, we had a lot happening in just the past few days, you know, AT&T, which is what, one of the largest cell phone carriers, uh, experienced a, uh, a service outage, right? Many woke up to their phones on Thursday, last Thursday, showing, you know, SOS at the top of their screens, only allowing emergency calls through, but it wasn't just AT&T. Um, I guess there were other carriers like Verizon, U.S. Cellular, T-Mobile were also affected, among many others, according to downdetector.com. And even our home internet, our personal home internet was interrupted during that time. And on that Thursday, when all that happened, many of our drivers that I work with, when they were starting their shifts between 2 and 4 p.m. or 2 and 4 a.m., they found that their PeopleNet computers were down. Now, these PeopleNet computers are tablets that track our electronic logbooks, and they rely on, obviously, a, an internet service of sorts for that. Now, I'm not sure if it's, you know, service from a cell phone tower or a satellite, but all communications were severely hindered, and my boss's computer even uh, was up and down with uh, connection all day, which is not normal because it was hardwired as well. So a lot of stuff going on that day. Now, on top of all of that, I think it's worth noting, all right, uh, this happened, of course, uh, this story broke back in late January, which, of course, I was in Ohio at that time. But it's worth noting that in late January, NATO announced the deployment of over 90,000 troops for a three-month, quote-unquote, long exercise. 90,000 troops for a three-month exercise? Really? So typically military exercises, from my understanding and what I hear from other people who are vets, um, exercises generally last about one to two weeks. And such a prolonged exercise, uh, you know, three months. I mean, that's a long time. That raises eyebrows among military experts that I've been listening to. Um, and I'm going to play a couple audio pieces from Nino's Corner. He had... Um, uh, Alpha Warrior on, and I forgot who the other guy is, but both of them uh, have service uh, backgrounds. Now, the extended duration of that military exercise suggests, uh, again, suggests, it's not for certain, but um, they might be preparing for something significant, possibly. What that might be, I don't know. It's anyone's guess. But personally, I'm cautious about NATO. I'm not a big fan of NATO, as it comprises with various intergovernmental agencies like the CIA, MI5, MI6, Mossad. And if you're listening in, hello, CIA, MI5, and MI6, and Mossad, and others which are often associated with the deep state. And this development is intriguing, in my opinion, and I think it warrants attention from we the people. And the operations are scheduled to begin in February, so they've already commenced, and I guess they're supposed to go through May. Which would add to the curiosity surrounding the nature and purpose of this so-called exercise. Now, I don't know if you remember, back in August of 2023, the U.S. Navy and the U.S. Marine Corps conducted the large-scale exercise, also known as LSE 2023, which involved over 25,000 sailors and Marines worldwide from August 9th to the 18th. Remember that? Now, this exercise spanned over, was spanning over 22 different time zones, aimed to refine the synchronization of maritime 
operations across land, air, sea, space, and cyberspace. And the participants included various U.S. fleets and Marine forces. They were all integrating fleet operations and emerging technologies to enhance distributed maritime operations, also known as DMO capabilities. Now, this exercise, which was called LSE 2023, reinforced readiness through realistic training scenarios, merging real-world operations with virtually constructed environments. Lessons were learned, you know, lessons learned will inform future exercises for them, of course, demonstrating that the Navy and the Marine Corps commitment to global readiness and cooperation with allies and partners while deterring adversaries. Now, that is an exercise because it went from the 9th to the 18th. That is an exercise. A week, maybe a week and a half, not three months. That is a three-month exercise. That's not an exercise. That's a deployment. Now, here's something else that's a little intriguing to take note. Has anybody realized that Tucker Carlson has not come back to the U.S. from Russia after that interview with Putin? Anybody notice that at all? He has not returned to the U.S. He has not returned stateside. And there was a recent release of released video that showcased uh, him grocery shopping in Russia, showing, actually comparing what a grocery bill, a full grocery cart would cost in Russia compared to a grocery cart in America. Now, this interview, if you remember, this interview took place about two and a half to three weeks ago. Yet Tucker still hasn't returned stateside. Why is that? Why is that? That's interesting. So, I mean, it raises questions. You know, is he allowed back? Is he allowed back? Is he has he been instructed to stay as an informal, you know, ambassador of sorts? I mean, what's going on? Like, is he like a canary in the coal mine? Did, did he do something bad over there? And they're just telling us that he's just chilling out and maybe he got arrested. I don't know. Some love Tucker Carlson. Me, I'm still on the fence. I don't, I don't, I think, I think he is one of, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. He could be a good one, a good guy that has infiltrated the bad, the bad sector. I don't know. Or he could be bad. I have no idea. But speculation aside, the fact remains that Tucker's prolonged absence since the interview I think adds some pretty intriguing layer, uh, you know, an intriguing layer to the situation. What say you? I don't know. I mean, uh, Chris in Michigan was saying, Jason, it's worse than you think. Check out the video of Tucker at the grocery store in Moscow. There are Christmas decorations in the background. He was there months ago. Yeah, that's interesting. I never even really realized that. I mean, granted, there are people that leave Christmas decorations up around here till about April, but that is kind of interesting. That is interesting. Now, here's another observation, though. Check this out. Okay. So this is kind of more of a personal story, but also something to take note of. So here's another observation that I find very intriguing to note. Now, back in early December, my wife and I, we purchased uh, tickets to go see Michael, uh, to see the Lord of the dance show, right. Originally performed and produced by Michael Flatley. I think that's his last name. You know, the guy with the quickest feet in the world and his feet are like insured for like 50 point some odd million dollars. And the show that we were supposed to go see, and it was scheduled to debut this past Friday in Detroit, 
I had bought these tickets back in early December. Now, my wife had been eagerly anticipating this for over 30 years. This was on her bucket list. 30 years she has been waiting for this. Now, as we were driving to Detroit this past Friday, she asked if I had received an email about the show's cancellation. I'm like, uh, no. I said, I have not received any such email. Why do you ask? And she says, well, I cannot find anything that advertises the show. Nothing on the venue's website, nothing on the official Lord of the Dance website, not even on Ticketmaster's website. It's like the show never existed. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're kidding. And further investigation revealed that as of last weekend, last weekend, or at least last week, I don't know exactly when specifically, if I'm going to be uh, detailed, but the Lord of the Dance show, and you might be wondering, Jason, what the hell does this have to do with anything? Just hear me out. The Lord of the Dance show last week, just which again, originally from Europe over in Ireland, right? Because it's, it's Irish river dancing. It was abruptly canceled throughout the United States and Canada. Throughout the United States and Canada. Abruptly canceled. Now ask yourself, why? What's going on? Their website didn't provide a specific reason. It simply stated that all shows were abruptly canceled for reasons unknown. And while I have some speculation, it's probably safer if I don't voice it at the moment. There's a reason I feel hesitant to speculate on the why. So I'm going to keep that quiet. But the abrupt cancellation of the show raises some serious questions. What were they told and why? Were they informed to return to their own continent and their own country due to a potential issue in the United States that could keep them trapped here for an unknown uh, period of time? I mean, this kind of falls in line with like Tucker Carlson, like what, what's going on there? Like, okay, if he really went over there to go interview Putin, right? Okay. And if it wasn't CGI and it wasn't deep fakes or anything like that, he really went over there. Why is he still over there and hasn't come back stateside? Now, these might be questions that most people might raise. I, I don't have those same questions, but I, I'll just say I have a general idea of what's taking place and what's more than likely happening. And I think soon enough, I think much of America is going to see that as well. When? Don't ask me that. Because I don't, I'm not in the business of predicting dates. In fact, I'm not in the business of also putting out our business for the enemy to go out and hear. All right. That's just, that's just stupid. But, but these are very significant events, I think, to pay attention to because I think they are noteworthy to pay attention to. I find it very interesting. I want to play an audio piece. It's about eight minutes. I might cut away from it a little sooner than that, but uh, this was the Alpha Warrior from the Alpha Warrior show. Um, he had, like I said, Nino on, and I don't know who this other guy is. Um, yeah, I don't know what his name is, but let me just play this. It's very, just very interesting. Let's 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 give this a listen to. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got to play this on something else. Hold the phone. I don't have my laptop hooked up to my board like I thought I did. Hold on. Look at that. I almost made a fail. Boo. All right. Let's go back to this. All right. And 
play, maybe? There we go. Media people on a hit list. You're not getting a dime of our money to you tell us what's going on here and fix it. And no, right. they're not and, even and, and then Tucker has not left Russia. Have you notice that he's still there? I didn't he know that. He's not I didn't. I thought he came back. No, dude. He's he's doing on grocery shopping and going to the McDonald's. <laughs> here, look at the timing. Then you guys wow. know Julian Assange, right? Yeah. So the the Australian Parliament voted to bring Julian Assange back home. They're like, hey, this is this is done. We need to bring him back home. So and it was, I forget what the, the numbers were, but it was a huge vote pro to, to bring him home. So it passed. So you have Assange that wants to go. I mean, what's Tucker still doing in Russia? Is he talking to Snowden? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think he's scared to come home. I wouldn't come home if I was saying that. Dude, you know, he's won it. Like that's, well, that's it. he's done. Well, that's if he, that's, and, and that's if he would even be allowed back in the country. Yeah, they're looking at him as like a traitor. I mean, this is, this is where we're at. That's the temperature of the climate right now, dude. That's this like, is that's not like, scary. That's like Snowden. Well, you have Tara Reid. She's the one that accused Biden of the sexual assault. You know, she she def, uh, I don't want to say defected. Uh, she I think sought asylum, or one of those terms. I don't think it's defected. It's asylum. I have her coming up on my show. Yeah, she's she she's in Russia right now. You know, yeah, here's the other thing. you know, it's interesting. It's, yeah. it's interesting. You talk about you're talking about Russia. You know, um, you you do you remember that guy Stan that I interviewed a long time ago? I do remember. Yeah. Okay. So. I went to his channel the other day and he's talking to all these people who are Americans and stuff and that, that are all emigrating over to Russia is really interesting. There's tons of people from the North America, Canada and United States and, and all over the world, uh, Australia, all these people that are emigrating into, to, to Russia. <clears throat> they're they're And they're, they're got, like, these people have YouTube channels and they're talking about it and how, how, how completely different it is over there than from what we're being told it's a freer country i guess yeah it is tucker and tucker and his crew went and bought groceries did you guys see that one yeah yeah they went, filled out then filled up the entire conveyor belt of of groceries right and they're like hey let's guess you know four hundred dollars three hundred dollars you know and and real vegetables not, not stuff that's in saran wrap like right. fresh yeah. food 107 dollars what $107. And, and, and so with me and CanCon, we're talking about this oh. last night. The medium income in the United States right now is $31,000 a year. The medium income in Russia is $27,000. So the medium incomes are only a few thousand dollars off, but you're yeah. looking at the cost of, 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 of cost of living like over there is, is they're, they're, it's, it, I hate saying it because I'm pro America. I love America. I will never abandon America. But holy shit, does it seem like things are better off for them than us right now? Yeah, yeah, that's that's incredible, man. Yeah, it's, I saw uh, that he was out there buying groceries and eating at McDonald's and doing all that. I think he's just—I don't think he's coming back for a while until this stuff gets until the dust settles. I wouldn't. If I was him, I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't maybe maybe he knows something that uh, he's not saying, and he doesn't want to be over here if things happen. I or. Agree. Or maybe there's a group of good guys here in America that are like, you stay over there because you're, you're our, what's, our I guess voice. you're, you're, you're informal ambassador. Mm -hmm. I guess it's a very interesting. The canary in the coal mine, I think. So, <laughs> Possibly. Do, do the so let's, the let's go back to this NATO stuff, man, real quick. Let's do, let's get back to that. What are we anticipating here? A three month exercise. What does that mean? That. 
our obviously our troops are going to be sent off abroad, right? To do this exercise, they're being deployed. And now listen, now listen to this, folks. This is kind of interesting. Listen to what is said here. Once we start sending off all the troops to Europe, that means shit's going to happen here. Maybe, maybe. Okay, so so there's no maybe. Let me let me. Listen, listen. Immigrants. I mean. Well, no, no, no. Okay, now listen to what this guy says next. This is kind of interesting because I, I think I have an idea of maybe what he is talking about based off of my own speculations, but listen. Without interruption, allow me to give a an alternative, okay? And I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen, but I had a good conversation with, um, um, I don't want to say his name, but uh, it's somebody that you and I both know, Nino, uh, very well. Uh, one of the one of the mo more uh, bigger guests on your channel. Uh, he and I have become really good. We were really close, and we talked the other night for probably six hours, and we were talking a lot about this particular instance. And he said that he's essentially he's like, "There's two scenarios that are potentially going to play out," and and from what he's being told, one involves help. And one involves no help. And the situation that involves help is going to, will, will, he believes that it would last a lot, it would be a much shorter scenario. And I don't mean to be coy. Did you hear that? Let's rewind that for a second. I don't know if you really paid attention. Listen. And the situation that involves help is going to, will, will, he believes that it would last a lot it would be a much shorter scenario. And I don't mean the, to be coy. That would involve the military. Um, but I'm just trying to, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to give away too much. Uh, but I want to give up, I want to give information as well. Um, the one with help would involve military help uh, to help us um, fight off, you know, a lot of the stuff that's happening. And he said that there's the, the timeline uh, that this NATO exercise um, is being announced marries up with some of the things that he's being told in terms of we're going to have help to get to resolve this situation. Um, and then there's a scenario two where we don't get any help would be a much longer and much more protracted, a dangerous situation because we would essentially be on our own to fight off all of these, you know, call it uh sleeper cells that are within our country so now i, I i'm i'm with you alpha 100 percent on in terms of my belief that nato is is evil but again you you also said and i agree with this as well that there are also good guys that have infiltrated some of those things and so do we absolutely okay with so i'm going to cut that video a little short because the rest of it's kind of fluff but did you hear what they said? That there are two options. Now, I don't know who this guest is that uh, that him and Nino share, but it's a fairly big guest. I don't know if it's Juan Osavin, which I think he's a joke. That's me personally. But, um, you know, you got to, you got to, when I heard him say that, that right there to me sounded like what he explained in vague terms is what I think what I have built up in my own mind. Okay. And it, it all has everything to do with the people in general, general assembly. Now that's, that's where about, I'm going to leave it at. I can't go much further into that. 
Okay. But I did find that rather compelling when he explained the two avenues and how the timeline, there's a very important timeline that really, really needs to be paid attention to. And so I'm just going to leave it at that for a moment. Now, before I play more audio pieces and get into the second half of the show, I do want to read that Matthew chapter five, verses one through 16. Uh, that is starting with the uh, sermon, sermon on the Mount. Now let's get a little Jesus in first here in the middle of the show. Cause that's how we roll. All right. Now it starts off with verse one. It says, when he saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain. And after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are they who mourn for they will be comforted blessed are the meek for they will inherit the land blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy blessed are the clean of heart for they will see god and blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of god and those are the beatitudes now it continues to say with verse 10 blessed are they um, excuse me, I missed one here. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are they when they insult you and persecute you and, uh, and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Thus they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its taste, with what can it be seasoned? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city on a mountain cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a, 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 a bushel basket. It is set on a lampstand where it gives light to all the all in the house. Just so your light must shine, excuse me, just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly father. Now, in the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus delivers teaching to his disciples and the, you know, and the gathered crowds, and they're, again, known as the Beatitudes. These blessings were pronounced, you know, pronounced uh, divine favor upon specific groups of people, those who recognize their spiritual poverty, mourners who kept, uh, you know, who find comfort, uh, the humble who will inherit the earth, those that are passionately seeking righteousness and so on. And even those persecuted for righteousness sake, right? Who will receive the kingdom of heaven. Now, Jesus then likens his followers to salt and light, illustrating their role in the world. So if we kind of look a little closer at Matthew 5 verses, uh, excuse me, chapter 5 verses 11 through 12 here, these two verses, he addresses the reality of facing insults, uh, persecutions. Uh, and also false accusations because of his, you know, one's association with him and adherence to his teachings. Now, this passage encourages the believer to rejoice and be glad despite such mistreatment with the assurance that their reward in heaven will be great. Now, this is, a, I think, a good reminder that throughout history, those who have spoken truth and live according to God's principles have often faced opposition and persecution. We kind of seen a very, um, a, a clear, well, I'm just going to go out and, you know, call it the elephant in the room. We saw a very clear example of that in the, his hardline chat room. Now the chat room is not very big. If you wish to be part of the chat room, 
feel free to message me on Telegram or you can email me at hishardline at gmail.com. But you're better off probably getting a hold of me on Telegram, uh, messaging me on Telegram. I rarely check the uh, His Hardline email. It's pretty inactive. But, um, you know, we had somebody in there do, doing just that, basically claiming Jesus is Satan. It's like, what? And I'm not even going to go further in detail. I'm just going to leave it there because I deleted all the stuff on there because, you know, again, it's just a long, long, long story, but whatever. But in the context of being a target by those who are evil and corrupt, this passage holds profound significance. Why? Well, just as the prophets before them were persecuted for proclaiming God's truth, believers today may also face the same hostility. Right for standing up for the you know for righteousness and opposing corruption, and when individual men and women or groups work towards restoring justice, restoring truth, restoring righteousness, they often become targets for those who seek to maintain their power or hide their wrongdoing. This is why I I labeled this show targeted for truth, justice, and freedom. So overall, being targeted by evil and corrupt forces can be seen as a, you know, as a confirmation of sorts that one is on the right path, just as Jesus affirmed. And it signifies a willingness to endure hard, you know, endure hardships and opposition in order to hold uphold what is just and true, trusting in the ultimate reward promised by God. Now, this passage overall encourages us believers to remain steadfast in their convictions, knowing that their faithfulness will be rewarded in the end, despite the challenges they may face along the way. Okay. Now, as we get into the second part of this show here, targeted for truth, justice, and freedom, I want to play another audio piece here that I think is really relevant. It's an audio piece by Donald John Trump, our commander-in-chief, not president, Commander-in-Chief Donald John Trump. You've all heard it, but I'm going to play it anyways. Listen. Oh, I just like completely blown through it. Hold on a second. And this is what we must do to save our country from destruction. 2024 is the final battle. Uh, If we don't take it over, we're not going to have a country anymore. 2024 is the final battle. Media people. Oh, I just let's play it again. To save our country from destruction. 2024 is the final battle. Uh, if we don't take it over, we're not going to have a country anymore. I want to be positive. I'm just telling you, we're not going to, if we allow them to cheat, because it's the only way they're going to win the election. If we allow them to cheat again, you're not going to have a country. If you put me back in the White House, the reign of corrupt Washington establishment will be over and America will be a free nation once again. With your support in this election, we are going to complete the mission. We are going to finish what we started. We did so much. We rebuilt our military so much, but we have things to finish. Stand with me and together we will defeat the globalists, the Marxists, communists, and the rhinos, and we will also defeat the fake news media because they're in on the act. We will evict Joe Biden from the White House, and we will restore the American Republic as the strongest, freest, and most powerful nation the world has ever known. We're going to get ourselves back there, and we're going to get it fast. 
That's they right. They know me very well. They're not looking forward to having this happen, but they'll live with it. Actually, we got along with them pretty well. There were certain assets also. You know, other countries need a strong America, not just us. Other countries need a strong America. The USA is a mess. Our economy is crashing. Inflation is out of control. Our banks are failing. Russia has joined with China. Saudi Arabia has joined with Iran. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea have formed together as a menacing and destructive coalition. Our currency is collapsing and the dollar will soon no longer be the world standard. Can you believe this? And that will be our greatest defeat in over 200 years if we lose the dollar. You know why it will not be the world standard? Because it will, the Federal Reserve will be going down in flames and smoke and will be eviscerated. That's why it's a corporate, it's a corporate note. It's a debt note. So when the corporate debt note goes down in flames, guess what? The rest of the world will no longer be in bondage to the cabal. It's a really good chance that we will, but it won't happen with me, not even a small chance. Just like Russia would never have invaded Ukraine, like China would not have even thought about raiding Taiwan. Wouldn't have happened. They understood. They understood. Can't do that. I used to say that if you took the five worst presidents in the history of the United States and added them up, they would not have done near the destruction to our country as Joe Biden and the Biden administration have done. But now I say if you took the 10 worst presidents, because I really believe that, if you took the 10 worst presidents and added them up, they would not have done to our nation what this man and what this administration has done. And by the way, they're going to, after this speech, they're going to be coming after me big time. We are a failing nation. We are a nation in decline. And that's what's happening. I hate to say it. I, it makes you sick to say it. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections by using law enforcement. And we can't let that happen. With all of this being said, and with a very, very dark cloud hanging over our country, I have no doubt that we will together win the presidential election of 2024 and make America great again. We're going to do it. Now, I figure I'd let the rest of that play out, but he said something very important, which was at the beginning of that clip. 2024 is the final battle. Now, as the as time presses forward, we're going to see more events take place. We're going to we're going to see. I mean, because I mean, you think third look, folks. The, the cell phones going down on this past Thursday. It, that's just that's just the tip of the tip of the iceberg. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Okay. And again, just like, you know, what the Lord of the Dance show being abruptly canceled throughout all of America and Canada, it makes me wonder, okay, what were they told? You might want to find yourself back in your home country so you're not stuck here in this country indefinitely because the, you know what I take that as? I take that as transportation, flights in and out of the country is going to stop for whatever reason. 
Why else would such a very popular, prominent show like The Lord of the Dance, which has been around for decades, and they toured all over the U.S. last year, and they were supposed to, at least for the first six months of this year, and then go back to Europe, but that all got abruptly changed. Why? So, it's just, sorry, I got a little distracted there. I just think that we're going to see something unprecedented. Now, when I say we are being targeted for truth, justice, and freedom, what, what, what do I mean by that? What do I mean? When I think one finds themselves as the focal point of attention, whether by choice or circumstances, it signifies a compelling force drawing attention of others, right? Now, this attention, whether it's laudable or adverse, I think it denotes a perceived threat by those who seek out that target. Well, who would be the target in what I am referring to? And I would say, respectably, I think that target in this case would be people like you and I who are standing up for the rest of America. We're trying to re, you know, do our best by reassembling our states, our general general assemblies, uh, so we can uh, stand up and restore this republic of this great country. The underlying reason for this perceived threat varies, of course. It often stems from actions that either raise cautionary red flags or resonate with righteous deeds. Now, those who find themselves in the crosshairs may be treading a path that challenges the status quo. Uh, and, you know, releasing and freeing minds, right? Enlightening minds and uplifting people's spirits amidst the world veiled in <laughs> darkness, to say the least. And their dedication to truth and virtue serves as a beacon, right? A beacon of light, guiding others towards liberation from the clutches of oppression and tyranny, especially from those who have committed crimes against humanity. Consider the people, the men and women whose fervent dedication within the workplace, for example, garners unwavering attention, right? Their relentless pursuit of excellence going above and beyond the call of duty, right? Going the extra mile, doing things that are outside of your job title, right? Even if it does benefit you financially by getting extra hours or maybe a little bit of recognition, but just by going the extra mile, you're still going to have people in your peer group who will look at you as if you were sucking up to the managers or you were in cahoots with your superior. When of course that is far from the case in truth. Right. And I'm here to tell you firsthand <laughs> yours truly had to deal with that nonsense, but you will always have people who will target other people for whatever reason possible because they are either never happy with their own life or their own circumstances. They are the type of people who will never take ownership and accountability for their own actions and or their challenging circumstances. And they, they don't see opportunities 
out of challenges. There are too many people in this world that would rather complain and shift blame onto others and play the poor me card rather than be part of the solution to a problem that they are encountering. I mean, this is a very dangerous thing that I think we are dealing with as a society. I think this phenomena transcends time and circumstances as exemplified by the life of Jesus. Because his unwavering commitment, as we were just discussing earlier, to spreading the message of love and truth, drew the ire of many in his day. But we can't forget, he warned us, he warned us that those who follow in his path or follow his path would similarly face persecution and animosity. He told us point blank, you follow me, you're going to get the same treatment and possibly worse. I mean, I don't think it can get worse than being strung up and nailed to a cross, honestly. But he did say, the world hated me first. They're going to hate you too. And anyone who dares to confront falsehoods and champion righteousness inevitably, guess what, becomes a target. You are viewed as a threat by the forces of evil. Congratulations. That's a badge of honor you should wear proudly. It doesn't matter if you're in the pursuit of professional excellence or if you are, you know, or, or you are a propagator of divine truth. Those who find themselves targeted are not merely victims of circumstance, but in my opinion, torchbearers in an ongoing battle between light and darkness. That's what you are, folks. You are torchbearers. We may not have a, be, have a very large crowd over here, but we have a solid, firm crowd. We have a firm family over here at the His Hardline podcast. You guys are great. Without you, there is no His Hardline. I would just be some guy talking into a microphone, filling the ether with words. And signals. Jason, where are you going at with all of this? Like, what's your point? What's your point? Okay, let's get to the point. When you become someone's target, especially because you're doing things most folks won't do or touch, it's a big deal for personal growth, number one, because I'm a firm believer in self-mastery, right? Always be improving yourself. So, number one, it's good for personal growth. Number two, you're participating in moving society forward. So when folks like you and I, or I should say, when folks put you in their sights, and I guess myself, but when folks, when people put you in their sights for going above and beyond or speaking truth, others avoid, it shows that you are sparking change and you are being a source of motivation, dare I say inspiring. Or in some cases, you are just flat out being a red pillar. Being a target like this shows that you've got guts and it shows that you are resolute and you stick to your beliefs. There's nothing to be ashamed of with that. And you're not afraid to tackle tough stuff others shy away from, standing firm on what you believe in no matter what the pushback is. This is exactly why, the again, 
This is exactly why the His Hardline podcast exists, because on this platform, we will always remain firm, steadfast, and what, boys and girls? Uncompromising. We will always stand up for truth no matter what. Secondly, getting targeted for doing what others won't is a sign that you're shaking up the usual routine. People do not like movers and shakers. Except other movers and shakers. It means you're not afraid to challenge the norm, making room for new ideas and progress, whether it's breaking old rules or calling out injustices. You're leading the charge for positive change. And if you're in the General Journal Assembly, guess what? That's you. If you're one of the righteous people in the assembly, not these obfuscating delinquents. Plus, dare I say, being a target for speaking truth means you're all about honesty and openness. In a world full of lies and cover-ups, speaking up for what's right builds trust and holds folks accountable. And as far as going the extra mile, don't look at that as, oh, you know, other people look at you as, oh, he's just sucking up. He's in it for himself or herself. No, that's a sign of your commitment to being top-notch. Your drive to exceed expectations not only raises your own bar, but it also fires others up to chase their own dreams with passion, or at least it should. And so in the end, being someone's target because you're willing to do things differently or speak up for truth shows that you're making a real impact. You're sparking change and pushing folks out of their comfort zones and inspiring everyone to stand tall for what they believe in, no matter what. And bringing up this, the notion of being a target can carry significant positive connotations. As members of the General General Assembly, particularly within the MGJA, because that's where I'm at, we are familiar with the relentless dedication of individual men and women striving to restore this republic. There's a lot of good men and women in this as there are in other state assemblies, some of them listening live right now. And in the middle of a landscape that's rife with various claimants, it's essential to distinguish our legitimacy from fraudulent groups like RUSA, also known as RUSA, or Tactical Civics, or We the County. That is not a thing. All these are fraudulent on their face. And what sets us apart is our recognition by seven different countries, the U.S. military, and validation by The Hague, making us prime targets. So consequently, we attract numerous outfits, entities, obfuscators, infiltrators, delinquents, paid agents, you name it, all endeavoring to disrupt one mission. That's our mission of restoring our original jurisdiction to the people. Why? Why are we the big target? Well, because it just serves that it is confirmed that we are on the right path. We are the only legitimate force of the people facing concerted efforts to undermine us, underscoring the significance and impact of our endeavors, despite the adversity, the adversities that we confront. And boy, let me tell you, we've dealt with quite a few of them, and so have others in other states. It's not a just a Michigan thing. So I say, as we close this out, let's embrace being that target as a badge of honor 
Don't be scared of being a target. Stand up for what's right. Don't stand off to the side and let somebody else take the shot. Metaphorically speaking. It's a sign that we're challenging the status quo and making waves. We are being heard. It might not be the way you and I want yet. Because you're probably thinking, Jason, it's not making waves. It's not on mainstream TV. Oh, just wait. Did you not listen to Initiate the Orders of We the People? That was written and uh, published back in 2013. Yeah, Jason, that was over 10 years ago. Nothing happened. They didn't take over the, ma- the, the media. Just wait. What we are doing is proof that we're standing firm in our beliefs and sparking meaningful change. That's what I'm getting at. We need to press forward, keep speaking truth. We need to keep leading by example. And together, we can forge a path of integrity and righteousness while at the same time, hopefully, inspire others to join in our pursuit of a better world and particularly a better nation the time for action is now and if you're not ready for action just keep sitting on the couch and keep making that popcorn and keep stuff in your face and allow yourself to get fat and lethargic by all means but in the meantime the real men and women of america the real patriots who are serving we're going to get crap done and watch it get done, baby. We are seizing that opportunity. There is a timeline that is in effect. We need to pay attention what's going on. So in the meantime, let's continue assembling our counties, our states. We need to expand, get the information out there to people. If you want to know how to get a guest uh, involved into a an educational phone call, I believe Georgia and maybe California, I'm not sure. I know there's two, maybe three states that do weekly phone calls. They are in a three-phase phone call, an hour long each. It gives you the history of where where we were, what happened how we ended up where we're at today and what the only lawful remedy is going forward. You're going to learn all that. And after those three educational calls, if you choose to become a member in your respective state, then that's when we will continue discussing, okay, the next action forward. You could email Destry at content manager, the number one at yahoo.com that's content manager the number one at yahoo.com if you want to find more information about the general general assembly you can go to national-assembly.net that's national the little hyphen assembly.net you'll know you're at the right page when you see four of my podcast uh, shows that he put up on the front page there But why is this important? Why do we need to build up our states and our counties? Well, first off, the de jure republic depends on it because as it states in the corpus juris secundum, a de facto grand jury cannot exist when a de jure grand jury exists. And our assemblies count on that. 
the grand juries are the ones who bring about justice. They are the ones that do findings of facts. They are the ones, again, like we've always learned, they are the ones who are the referees between we the people in assembly and the lower three branches of government. We have this thing called jury nullification. Did you? I mean, the grand jury, people don't understand that the common law, the the, the, the jure grand jury is a very important function in our self-governance. So pay attention, folks. Lots is occurring. So with that being said, before I get into the prayer, I'm just reading the chat board here. Mr. Frosty up in Alaska tuned in. And if you're wondering who Frosty is, that would be Destry. That's the email I gave you. Again, if you're interested in those phone calls and learning about the assembly and and learning what's going on with that, there are three-part phone calls that Georgia does consistently week after week. You can email Destry at contentmanager, the number one at yahoo.com, and uh, he will get you uh, tapped into the right resource there. All right. Um, he was saying the ones any court of the United States cannot challenge seventh amendment, read it, read it. In fact, let's, let's read it together. I might go a little bit over an hour, but that's fine. Um, I won't be going over by much because it is important. Let's read it. Seventh amendment constitution. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, here it is. In suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved. And no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. Let's reread that again, ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. In suits at common law, first off, is there anything common law in our de facto? No. In suits at common law, where the value in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved. And here's another important line. No fact tried by a jury, again, in common law, shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of the common law. So in other words, the common law grand jury, the de jure grand jury, what they say goes when the grand jury convenes, they hold more power than any office in the land, more than even the POTUS, more than the justice, the judges. They could take a law that is incomprehensible because it is full of legalese jargon that is not you know, comprehensible to the common man or woman. And if they deem it not understandable, they could just toss that law right out the window and say, uh-uh, that's called jury nullification, baby.
Destry says right here in the chat, veering to the right in a head-on possible collision is in the de facto and common law. So, get tapped in, ladies and gentlemen, with your local resources. Figure out how we can learn more about your, you know, how to get involved with your assembly. Again, national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. Let's end this in prayer. All right. Heavenly Father. We come before you with hearts full of gratitude for the strength and courage that you instill within us. As we navigate these challenges of standing up for truth and righteousness in a world often veiled in darkness. And we thank you for guiding us on this path and for allowing us to be the torchbearers in an ongoing battle between light and darkness. We want to lift up to you the silent prayers hidden deep in the hearts of those who seek your guidance and strength. And we just ask that you hear their prayers and grant them the peace and comfort that they're seeking. We also pray for those who are struggling in their marriages, facing loss of loved ones, anyone who's dealing with health issues, financial hardships. May your healing touch be upon them, bringing restoration and renewal to all these lives that are suffering. And Father, as we continue on this road, we ask for your continued guidance and protection strengthening our resolve to speak truth and lead by example even in the face of adversity grant us that wisdom to discern right from wrong and give us the courage to stand firm in our beliefs we also pray for the success of our mission to restore our republic through the general general assemblies And may our efforts be blessed and may we continue to make a positive impact in our communities and beyond. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, here at His Hard Line, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. And the enemy will not cross this line anymore because it is men and women, good-hearted patriots like you and I, who hold this line firm. And to make sure that no one veers over that line accidentally. Why? Because we are the watchers on the wall. That's why. So... I hope you all have a great day, great night, wherever you're at in the world. And I hope you took away something positive from this message today. And if you haven't listened to the last three shows, go back and listen to the part one and part two of the Articles of Confederation. And go listen to the Initiate the Orders of We the People. I think you're going to find that particular show very interesting. But pay attention to what's going on, folks. There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. And in fact, there was one more audio piece I did want to play that I forgot to play. My apologies. Uh, let me pull this up. I, I thought this was well worth playing. Uh, where did, oh no, did I get rid of it by accident? Please say it isn't so. Oh no, here it is. One last audio piece before we close it out. Four signs that you are doing better than you think. One. 
You changed a lot since last year. Change is a sign of growth. Don't fear change. Fear that you stay the same. Two, you went through hard times. Going through hardships is good. It means you are growing stronger even when things get tough. Three, you seek peace over pleasure. Most people just look for that next dopamine hit. Four, you learn from your mistakes. Most people run away from their problems and blame others. The best thing you can do for yourself is to believe in yourself when nobody else does. The mission of Valergy is to inspire and improve people's lives. Join us on our journey. I hope that was a very good ending message for you all. A good ending message. We're here to promote self-mastery, continuous you know, improvement of the self, always learning to do more, inspiring, you know, again, inspiring, uh, critical thought, right? Inspiring critical thinking, always increase your education, never be satisfied with just average. Do not be content with status quo. This is our new mission going forward on top of education and promoting self-education and getting into the word deeper and deeper, as, you know, each and every day. I want to be a part of the growth that I am also doing myself. I want to be a part of that growth for you as well, because if we're ever going to get better, we need to continuously be learning. We need to continuously be, you know, sharpening our mindset every day. So. I hope you all have a great day, great night, wherever you're at in the world, and we will see you back here next time. Thank you for joining us here at His Hard Lines. To find more shows like this, you can visit hishardline.com. And to learn more about your involvement with your local General Journal Assembly, you can visit national-assembly.net. His Hardline Podcast. His Hardline Podcast. Podcast. exercise caution regarding any organization purporting to be an assembly and claiming similar objectives such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty Alliance, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA Tactical Civics, or any entity diverging from the officially recognized Michigan model acknowledged by seven countries and the United States military. Furthermore, it's important to clarify that we do not endorse or recognize status corrections. Yeah, trendsetter, whoa, league of my own, it don't get better No, read what I wrote, I'm a bestseller Yeah, reach for my goals, hit it dead center, hit it dead center
Bullseye hit it the most, is no misses Something like fish in a barrel, it's no different Blindfold on me, I still got the most vision Trent said it, told them before, but they don't listen Better, better, bring a better bat because I'm bigger, better Solo, single, selling several shows at every single second Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers Kinda came and crushed the competition, hope they get the message Look, living it fast, spinning my M in the bag I never go slow, thinking I'll crash, end up a thing in the past They know I won't though Big fish catching me, they gon' need a bigger boat Ironic how the world stops when I spin a globe Always showing up Last year's song still holding up See the name now and they know what's up Price hit the top and it's going up I'm a trendsetter League of my own, it don't get better No, read what I wrote, I'm a bestseller Yeah, reach for my goals, hit it dead center Hit it dead center, trendsetter League of my own, it don't get better No, read what I wrote, I'm a bestseller yeah, reach for my goals, hit it dead center, hit yeah. it dead center B.O.D., get the spell check, a fact check, can't prevent errors going up See the bent lever, jalapeno hot, y'all just red peppers All y'all copy copies, but I'm left center yeah. And your shorty glitching on me like a tech center Hit it with a French tenor, crazy wait until I do the next record I leave head severed, I don't need to hit the bench ever But if I do, I'm PR into the next level Condo flies to Lufthansa, already know who you people fans of Call me Big Daddy in a big body wrangler Call me Big Daddy Adam Sandler Bullseye aiming for a cottage with a poolside Full size Always showing up Last year's song still holding up See the name now and they know what's up Price hit the top and it's going up I'm a trendsetter League of my own, it don't get better No, read what I wrote, I'm a bestseller Yeah, reach for my goals, hit it dead center Hit it dead center